Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Three days later, they took me out on Monday. It was Friday night. And on Monday morning, they began my autopsy. And uh, these three days being out of my body, seeing everything what was happening around, seeing myself, my body, seeing my birth. Hello and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable with me, Beef. This is Bob Shoy. It's Tess. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. We, uh, we've we had some really, really good um, feedback from our um, listeners, from you guys over the last few weeks. And I know we've mentioned it before, but we really do appreciate um, hearing how awesome we are, don't we? I love it. I love getting emails. If we get an email, it makes my day. Well, it kind of reaffirms what we're doing and it yeah. makes it feel like we're not just three blokes drinking tea in a little room. Well, well we, we're that as well. Yeah. Yeah. In our little studio. You right, Tiss? I'm all good. Yeah. <laughs> trying to blow my tea down. You hate the listeners, don't you? I love the listeners. Oh, right, sorry. I must, oh. must have misheard. <laughs> <laughs> so... Last week, mm. we looked at, what did we look at? Conspiracy theories. And it was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. We had some laughs. Yeah. Probably our, oh, do you know what, to be fair, the last two episodes have probably been our, our two most light-hearted ones. Cryptozoology and then conspiracy theories are both a bit light-hearted mm. compared to, because before that we had like heavy episodes in a row. Yeah. And then we had a couple more light-hearted ones in a row. What was your favourite Conspiracy theory from last week. Uh, De Glocker. De Glocker. Definitely. I love the Nazi time machine. My wife couldn't believe how ridiculous that was. Really? And that we'd all been suckered into it last week. <laughs> what did she say when you got home about that? Um, well, I got home and explained to her. I said, she's like, what is this What is this about a time machine? So I was like, look, 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 wait. So I showed her the picture. I got the picture up on my Mac and mm-hmm. showed it and she went, that's crap. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but you don't even know what it is. She went, no, that's crap. It's not even. They didn't find anything like that. I was like, how did you know? And she said they did. They didn't find anything like that. It's rubbish. So how does she know though? Because I don't know. I did say that to her, and she she couldn't say anything. But she was quite tired. It was like half eleven by the time I asked her. So mm. sounds a bit fishy to me. Mm, 
Well, mm-hmm. yeah. getting paid off, are we? <laughs> she's in on it. She is the conspiracy, mate. Yeah. Yeah. She's actually a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> she was actually quite irritated mm. that there's a theory out there that Hitler survived and oh, then really? went to live in Argentina. That's, to me, that's crazy. She couldn't believe it. She's like, no, that's crap. That's absolute crap. She's like, it wouldn't happen because they the the Nazi hunters would have they would it wouldn't have happened. Well, like, it got no. more and more ridiculous. It was like he escaped, you know, with on a his submarine. Brazilian girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> on a submarine. There's a picture of him on the beach. He shaved off his beard. No, it was great. That was a really good episode. Um, so, do you guys? You have no idea what I'm doing, do you? No, because we didn't even know it was recording today. It's got thrown together last yeah. minute. So. I uh, I put something together quite quickly. Mm. Um, it's a little bit, it's probably a little bit deeper than the last couple of weeks. That's but it's, right. We it's need not a difference in time. It's definitely not as heavy as ones we've had before. Okay. This week we are looking at near death experiences. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I like this topic. Oh no, she didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's something that I kind of I picked, and it's something we've been talking about for a few weeks now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And. Um, I kind of had a look today on the internet just to see how much was out there, and you would not believe how much stuff is out there, mm. and the amount of different experiences that people have or have had when they die. Um, I've got a bunch of videos here. Okay. What? Um, I mean, what? What do you guys know? Like, how much do you do you know? What, have you heard any stories already? Um. What? I haven't heard any stories personally, but I have heard people say about them, like on telly, on TV shows and stuff. And um, it seems to me that the weird thing about it is a lot of people say like a similar thing. They they experience similar mm. things, right? Yeah. It's like the sleep paralysis thing where it's like so many people say they experience the same thing. Mm. It makes it a bit more strange. Um, I do know... Um, I'm trying to think who told me this. It was... Um, Rebecca, my girlfriend, her granddad's friend. Right. He said to me that his friend died like three times. Really? Yeah. Like medically died three times and was like out for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he had some weird stories wow. about that. And um, I said, eventually, I'm going to try and talk to him and get him on the show. Really? And, That'd uh, be awesome. So, yeah, eventually, because he, he said I'd probably be up for it. Oh, so I'm talk to this guy who's apparently died three times. Well, there was... Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with a story that I have... Um, I've, I've held it back. Actually, I was going to tell you on my first episode, and I held it back. Oh, really? Uh, it's another Mozambican talk. Keeping uh, back. I love that we keep dipping back into Mozambique. <laughs> well, this is one that I didn't, I didn't experience. This was just a story that was told to me. Okay. Um, so I'm going to share it with you, and you guys do with it what you want. Um, I'm probably going to listen to it. Yeah, that's a good start. Um, so, where we were, it was kind of in the orphanage, kind of attached to the orphanage, mm-hmm. was um, like a Bible school. So they teach people that wanted to be taught about the Bible, and they eventually became pastors to care for the orphans and to care for the the, the families and all the people that live there. Um, so there was one guy who lived um, in the Bible school, and I was talking to him one day and he was sharing his story about how he died. Um, and obviously when someone mentions something like that, you listen. Was he um, English or what nationality was he? He was local, so he was Mozambican. Oh, he was Mozambican, right, okay. He's Mozambican. Um, 
That's not you. What are you laughing at? Mozambican. Yeah. Is that what this is? That's yeah. That's the. That's, that's the I word. Thought. That's why I just went along with it. <laughs> I thought it'd be Mozambikes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what they ride on. Mm. <laughs> Unless um, they're feeling sassy, in which case it's Mozantrikes. Oh, oh dear. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was he was saying that he was walking along the roadside and some some blokes walking towards him some men walking towards him and he said uh he said you know you just know that something's going to happen mm. you know you I, i've i've been in that position i've been beaten up and you just know it's going to happen yeah, yeah, yeah you're like oh here we go so he said he he was asked for money they were they were mugging him first so he's like there's four guys there there's one of me i'm just i'm just going to give them what they've asked for and then i'll just leave i'd rather have no money and live um he gave them the money, and next thing he knows, he's had this massive blow to the back of the head as he's tried to walk off. Uh, they continued to just just beat him and beat him and beat him. And he said there was one blow to the back of his neck, and, and as soon as it hit him, he was like, boom, he was out of his body. Mm-hmm. And he said he could then watch himself, like he watched himself being kicked and punched. Like from above? Yeah. Yeah, that's like stories... Yeah, I've said you people see they see it from above. Yeah. yeah, he said he was, he was watching himself. This this happened to him, and he said it was really strange. And he said that he knew he was dead because of the amount of um, punches and kicks that they were delivering to him, and that all of them were like in his head, mm-hmm. uh, like around his throat and his neck, um, you know, and they were like just savagely beating him. Um, which is, this happens, I mean, when we were there, we had about three or four locals that were seriously injured. Some of the guys that had been there, like me, to go and study there, they got seriously injured and beaten up. It's horrible, isn't it? It's a really, it is a really quite a dangerous place. beaten to death. It'd be horrible. Just like blow after blow after blow. But he, wouldn't know much about it, though. Well, that's what he said. He said, obviously, he said it was extremely well, painful. Apart from watching it from above. Well, yeah. <laughs> You're sitting there like, oh, yeah. What's on the other channel? <laughs> well, he, um, yeah, he said that. He said that it was, it was excruciating pain, and then nothing. He mm. said just no pain, and like he said, he was aware of his body, like his spiritual body, but he felt no pain at all, and he just had absolute peace. And he said, next thing he knew, he had this angel. He said, well, he said, I, I thought it was an angel. He said it was this, this big guy where just all in white and he said I couldn't look at him directly for too long because he was like dazzling white and um he said all he said to me was you're you're going to go back to your body you're going to live but you need to forgive them for for killing you um and he said as they were saying this the guys finished beating him and ran off mm-hmm. and he said as soon as they started running off he was bang he was straight back in his body again uh, he was taken to the hospital and I think they said that it was like almost like his skull was like fractured several times. Yeah. Um, most of his ribs were broken, so his lungs were filling up with blood. Like he was really, really badly injured. Like, well, he died, mm. but on top of that, he was severely, severely injured. Blows my mind that you can die and come back. Like that's the thing that can happen. It that just yeah, it blows my mind. But he um he said when he. He said it was horrible. He said that feeling of 
just total peace. And he said it's he said it was beyond not feeling pain. He said it's almost as if I knew pain wasn't existing anymore. Mm. It was nothing I could exist ever again. Um, and he he ba- like spent some time in hospital. Uh, like, I don't know a few weeks or however long. Um, he then went back to the orphanage and saw the guys again walking down the road. And he went up to them and he said, look, this is, this is what happened to me. And they immediately recognized him. And a couple of them were like so shocked. They fell on the floor because they couldn't believe what they were saying. They knew they'd killed him. Mm. And he said, I've been told I need to forgive you. So I forgive you. And then he just walked off and he said that there were a couple of the guys that were there that were a part of the group that had killed him. Um, which I, I never got to talk to, but I saw them walking around doing different things. And he said, "Oh yeah, they're they're they were part of the gang, and they now work here." Could you do that? Could you do the forgiveness thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. That's awesome. That's good to know. I can. If someone beat me up and didn't kill me, I wouldn't forgive them. <laughs> I so hang on. So if someone killed you. Yeah. And then you came back. Yeah. Would you forgive them? No. If, you, if they didn't kill you, you still wouldn't forgive him? No. He'd beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Fair enough. If my friend beat the shit out of me, mm. I'd be like, you're not my friend. If yeah. someone I didn't know beat the shit out of me, I'd be like, you weren't my friend and you're not going to be my friend because you beat me up. <laughs> you uh, me I know that's like, that's like a main um, like pillar of the Christian faith, right? Like yeah. forgiveness. Yeah. Like, yeah. above all, like, you got to forgive people. Mm. But what if some people are just... C- How can you forgive that? Well, it's not... Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, I've obviously never um, experienced anything that drastic. Guy beat you up, mm. right? Uh, when you were in Milton Keynes. Yeah. Would you recognise him if you saw him again? Uh, almost definitely not. If you saw him again and you did recognise him, would you be like, don't worry about it, mate? Yeah, I guess I would now, yeah. Because Rigid. it's... Well, yeah, it was like... like that. Well, you've got to think it was almost 14 years ago. Yeah. He made some bad decisions. Yeah. I, I kind of... don't know. I, we, we were all teenagers. I, I It was just a stupid thing. We all moved on. Yeah, that's why I'm not Christian. I'm the... <laughs> too many rules. So, yeah, I guess I would forgive him because it was 14 years ago and it was, you know. The way I always think about it is they're that way for a reason mm. and necessarily it also let them carry on. wouldn't be their own fault. No. I don't mean like... I think everyone should straighten should up and on. fly right, mate. I just, I just think it's just not worth my time. If no, one, if no one tells them to sod off, they're just going to keep doing it. Oh yeah, I mean, tell them to stop beating the shit out of people, but don't. Yeah, but if you're like, don't, worry don't hold about a grudge because yeah, a grudge would only hurt you. But if you're like, don't worry about it, it makes them feel like it's fine. <laughs> no, oh, I'll just do well, it again then. Well, not the guy I was talking about because they they then stopped and they stopped working with him, didn't they? Hmm. They followed him. How did they make that jump from a life of crime to? <laughs> uh, they went on Jeremy Kyle <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know how it happened. Um, to to forgive is divine. Do you know anyone who's died? 
Like, as in, like, they came back, is that? Obviously, oh. when someone's died. I mean, like, near-death experience, they've had that experience. No. Did yeah. you? Apparently, my cousin, one of my cousins died when he, like, when he was very young, but then he came back, but that's all I know. Like, apparently, that happened to him. Mm. But I don't know, like, he would, he'd be way too young to remember it. He was, like, one when it happened. Yeah. So I couldn't be like, what happened when he died? He'd be like, I fucking yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. remember the first few years of my life. Yeah. Um, I know one other person who, she had a heart attack and died. Mm. And she was dead for like 45 minutes. 45 minutes? Yeah. That's a long time, isn't it? That is a long time. Yeah, what, and she... then came back? Yeah. That's zombie. That's... <laughs> That's zombie. zombie. Yeah, she uh, she had a heart attack, died. Um, and then she, she explained that she saw the, the light that everyone talks about. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. saw the light and she was walking towards it and like she saw herself on, on the like, operating table. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to resuscitate her. Not the operating table, just they, yeah, she saw herself in hospital and, uh, she saw her husband like praying for her as well. And she was given a choice. She she said it was Jesus. Blue pill or red pill? Yeah. Back to that again. Down the rabbit hole. She got to come out of the simulation. Simulator. Saw it from the other side. She said simulator, then she went back. <laughs> she said that it was this this guy that was talking to her was Jesus and he said to her, Like, it's up to you, you can you can stay here or, or you can go back. And But he wouldn't tell her. He's like, But if you come through We're having you a can't big go party back. In there. Yeah, you, yeah, I can't show you what's through there, but it's wicked. Yeah. <laughs> it's wicked, man, you're gonna love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, because otherwise she... she could just say like, yeah, yeah, I saw Amazon after you die. It's fucking tits. <laughs> but why would you choose to come back? You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, why would you come back? Because he didn't show her what's through that door. It's like you can carry on through that light, <laughs> or, or you can, have, you can come back. In this box. Yeah, exactly. You showed her the mystery box. <laughs> <laughs> the box. The box. <laughs> no, who would come back though? Because you've died. Mm. You've got it out of the way. It's like an injection from the doctor. It's like fucking done. Yeah, over. But what if you had a nice life? You're like, actually, I'm not ready to leave that yet. Almost comfort in a way. I've actually heard stories from people who have said this as well. Like, they died, came, they always feared death. They died, came back, and now they don't fear death because they know what it's like. Mm, They're like, oh, it's just that again. It's fine. It's really actually relaxing. I'm always looking forward to dying because it's a Mm. really nice feeling. Um, Yeah, it's, and, and this is what this woman, she said, she's never felt more. Peaceful. Mm. She's never felt like more full of joy, and she like she was a Christian, and so she saw Jesus and was obviously beside herself. Mm. And she, she said it was the first time I felt like I'm at home. This mm. is this is it. I'm this is this is amazing. Um, but she said, "What did it for her was seeing her husband mm. praying for her." And she said, "At, at the time." It was, she was outside of time, so she had no idea how long it was that he was praying for her. But then when she she came back, she realised it had been 45 minutes. Well, that's that's how long she, he'd told her. But she said, I could have been I could have been there. I could have been dead for 45 years. You mm. know, it felt like... It, just, it didn't feel time like didn't time. Exist. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, it was just... Yeah. So um, that's another thing. I mean, what I was going to do now... Well, I was just going to... Just to elaborate on that... Mm. Um, it's comforting to know, isn't it? Because I've heard that a lot when people say, you know what, don't worry about dying because it's so, in a weird way, it's so nice. Like, the feeling is so nice to die. 
Does that make you look forward to dying? <laughs> Not look forward to it, but I feel comforted by that when I hear that. And like you say, when people say, um, like they see like a white lie or whatever, that seems to be a universal thing. I've I've heard Christians, non-Christians, all sorts of people saying that same thing. Mm. What do you think the white light is? Uh, Go on, throw one of your curveball theories out there. It's only about the universe. He's okay. So we got got two theories. I'm going to lay one out there, and you've got to think of the curveball one. So Beef's saying like, oh, it's you know, it's it's the divine light. It's whatever the woman was saying. It's Jesus. Heaven. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying okay, it's your synapses misfiring, and you're seeing like flashes in your brain. What mm. are you going to say? That's still yours. So this bright light. Yeah. That's um, your new baby self adjusting to the light of your next life. Did you just make that up? Yeah. Brilliant. I don't know if you're making it up or if it's something you actually read and believe anymore. The cool thing is you can make up anything and it's almost as true as anything else. Well. No. Disrespect. No. Disrespectful, <laughs> How do you know? Mate. You can't say well. It depends it's one of what the biggest you're mysteries up. in the world. It depends what you're making one up. Of. One of the biggest what, mysteries. What do you mean? Do you mean just like a theory? After death. Yeah, what happens after death? Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. One thing I will say at this point, and cause, just because you mentioned about the people who experience the same thing, you do get people that experience different things, um, and there have been a few people that have experienced what they've called hell. Right. One of them was an atheist before he died, mm-hmm. ended up in hell, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. experienced some pretty traumatic stuff and came like came back, became a Christian... And was like, I've got to sort myself out. Yeah. And there was another guy who's um, who was a Satanist. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Ended up in hell. Came back. Cleaned his act up. If he's a Satanist, isn't that like what he wants? Didn't he get there and be like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Whoa! I thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. Surely if that's what he's wanted his whole life. Maybe it was yeah. a bit more serious than he yeah. first thought. Didn't, didn't think it through, did he? No, I don't think so. But um, <clears throat> what I'm going to do, I'll show you this video first. All right. This is a woman who has, um, she's drowned. Right. And gone to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll play it to you now. Does she, does she describe drowning? Uh, yeah, kind of. Because I was just, I was just, I've never considered that. People, all the near-death experience I hear, it's like they're in hospital. They're always like, oh, and I saw my body from mm. above in the hospital room and that's all. But drowning. I nearly drowned when I was a kid. Really? really? I got to the stage where I was literally like, I'm going to die. Oh, and then I got pulled terrifying out. Then I got pulled out. I was a kid, so did you I love it. Who did you get? What, what, like by a lifeguard? No, by a dad. Yeah. You know what? I was running around a pool in mm. Gran Canaria when I was a kid. Yeah, and slipped and slipped and smashed my head on the back of the pool. Ooh. And I wasn't at the pool. My grandparents were. I was on holiday with my grandparents, and I walked down to the other pool because I was, you know, when you make friends with another kid on holiday. Yeah. So I was down there with him. So I wasn't even have anyone there that I knew. Smashed my head, knocked out. Only time I've ever really, really been knocked out. And um, when I woke up. First time I saw a big pair of naked because they were just swinging above my eyes. Oh, really? Why were they naked? Um, it was a topless sunbather. Okay. I, she had picked me obviously when I was unconscious. She had picked me up, taken me over to like a lila or whatever. What are they called a sunbed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long I was out, but when I woke up, she was just like leaning over me, like checking I was alright, and it was just like. <laughs> I was like, I am now. <laughs> Why didn't she put a towel on? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've got my okay, go, 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 go. <laughs> what situation would you not put a towel on? 
Um, She's just living free, mate. Life and death, mate. She thought this would bring him round. (laughs) 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 Gotta leave this in. It could have quite easily been a pair of balls. (laughs) (laughs) Because he wouldn't be leaning over me. She's leaning over me like that. A man wouldn't be squatting over me, checking if my feet were all right, would he? Well, no, he'd be teabagging you before you woke up, obviously. Go on, come on. Yeah, she wasn't doing it to like do a practical joke on me. She didn't have a camera being like, look, my tits were on his face. (laughs) She was just like, you know, checking, like mopping my brow and checking I was all right. But it was, I'll never forget that image. I'm glad we had this conversation. Anyway, back to the serious <laughs> topic. Of before life. we, before that's what we, I uh, saw when I died. Anyway, yeah, big pair of fun bags. Talking about drowning, yeah. <laughs> I nearly drowned as well when I was in New Zealand. Do you remember when I went? Um, Is this when your honeymoon? No, this was when I went with uh, John and Ben. Oh, okay. And it was when I was bodyboarding. Did mm-hmm. I tell you this? No. And we got to the place we were gonna. Bodyboard. It was this. Um, it is where they take. They go for uh, like white water rafting as well. Mm-hmm. So, so it was a really fast moving river. River, and um, we got there, and the guy said, um, "I'm not sure we can do this today. It looks far too high." And so we were like, oh, "Okay, well." I, to be honest, I was a little bit relieved because I was a bit nervous about it. Anyway, was John like, "No, nah, do it anyway. Do it anyway." Yeah, he was a bit. He was <laughs> yeah. a bit cocky. He's a bit. He's like, yeah, it's cool, man. Let's just let's just do it. It'll be fine. Um, so right. he went, yeah, okay, come on then. So we got we got to the thing, had a little bit of training first, got to the edge of the river, um, and he explained. He's like, right, this first drop. Um, he said it's not very big, and it wasn't. It was probably like the top of this table. So it was probably like two or three foot. It wasn't very big at all. But he said, if you get the angle wrong, there's a sixty foot rip curl underneath. <laughs> I was like, brilliant. I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> Sounds like fun. I was like, I'm going to get this wrong. And I said to him, I said, if you make me go first, I'll get it wrong. And he went, you're going first. I was like, I'm going to get it wrong. And he went, you won't get it wrong. I was like, I'm telling you, I'm going to get it wrong. I got it wrong. I've never experienced anything so like unnerving. Mm. It was so horrible. And I couldn't, no matter how much I tried, I couldn't get oh, the strength to get back horrible. up again. And I was like gasping for air. And every time I'd get near the surface, it'd be like another huge weight of water just crushing down on my head. And I just, I just remember thinking, I was like, I don't know, what, I don't know what to do. Like I can't. And then it got to a point where I was so disorientated, I didn't know that, that was up anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, and and I wasn't able to tell naturally. I wasn't floating anywhere. Um, next thing I know, I could feel like an arm around my arm, but it was like, um, it was like. This arm must have been twice the size of a human arm. Hulk. Because it, yeah. And it was like that kind of, he kind of grabbed me, this arm kind of grabbed me around the side. It had me under my arm, but it also grabbed onto the side of my torso as well mm-hmm. and pulled me up. Um, and then I was at the surface. Took a huge, huge intake of air uh, and managed to go over to the side and hold on to like a vine on the side um, while one of the instructors went off and got my bodyboard and came out. But. Is that yeah. the closest you come to death? Uh, yeah, definitely. What's the closest you come to death? Bad, oh, the when you drown. You just drown it. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So um, this woman does a, a good job, I think, of describing it. Darnisha struggled for several minutes. She had no more strength to stay afloat. I remember one of my final prayers to the Lord being, Okay, Father, if this is your will, then I'm going to trust you to take care of everything that needs to be taken care of. 
that was the moment I shut my eyes and said, okay, Lord, just help me to swim straight. And uh, that's when I drifted off into eternity. I woke up on my knees in this place that was, uh, the only way that I can describe it is it was a room, but it had no walls. It was just a wide open, bright space. It was so um, peaceful. It was very pure. In the distance, I, I could tell there was this great destination, this gateway, this, 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 this place that people were entering into. I remember feeling like I was home, even though it didn't necessarily look like my, my house. It was a place that I knew I was welcome. Darnisha saw other people in her vision, and one of them in particular caught her attention. We didn't talk, though, but we communicated. And it was as if she was asking me, are you, are you coming? And I um, didn't know what to say. Scott finally saw his wife. She was 200 yards away. He swam toward her. By the time Scott reached Darnisha, she was sinking to the bottom of the lake. Everything went black. And I started reacting like, what just happened? I'm home. Why are they bothering me? And that was the moment that I remembered what happened with the accident and that I had drowned. Before that, in this peaceful place, I didn't remember any of that. I remember having to talk to myself and say, okay, I have a decision to make. And... I remember actually having to specifically make the decision. Do I stay or do I come back? I heard clearly, you need to relax and let him bring you back. And so I said, okay. And I inhaled and allowed the process to happen. absolute miracle that I could I, I, that I even found her in that way so I had her uh, my arm around her uh, the back and just pounding as hard as I could on her chest and uh, breathed into her mouth and uh, that first breath just uh, the, the first air coming back out of her lungs wasn't her breathing yet was just horrifying because all I could hear was the, the water gurgling in her lungs. I think that's kind of all we need to... Yeah, she's come to now. So, what she saw, mm. she wasn't seeing a white light in front of her. She was, like, surrounded by white light. Yeah. She was just, like, in it. Yeah, she described it as being a room without any walls. Yeah. Um, that's a weird idea. Mm. But there was still something... In the distance, yeah, there was yeah, still yeah. like a she called it like a great destination yeah. ahead of her. Okay, so she's surrounded by white, but she's not there. It's like mm. it's like are you coming in or not? It's limbo. Yeah, is that what limbo is? Maybe. What were your thoughts, Tess? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> very, it was very stereotypical mm. near-death experience. It's like a textbook. Mm. Um. Yeah. What do you think? Um, like I say, when you say it's a very stereotypical near-death experience, that's what I mean. Like, so many people who have these things, 
they'll have a similar mm. tale. Hmm. And that just it, it just that's what makes it interesting to me. I'm like, how come everyone sees the same thing? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's why I've chosen um some of the different videos. Um Yeah, because I think everyone has heard that that type of story where it's I saw a white light or I was looking at myself from above. Like the the two stories you've given, the guy getting beaten up. Mm. And and that woman drowning, they they're like the two stories you hear, like looking down at yourself, and then the encapsulated by white. Yeah, that that's what you hear. One one or the other or both combined. Hello everyone, Bob Shoy here, and uh, just giving a little warning. Um, yet again, we've got a few sound issues coming up, um, and. Like it shouldn't happen again. Like I really hope it doesn't deter you from listening, um, because I'm pretty sure after this episode we should have it all sorted out. But um, I would say for the next only about four minutes, there's some crackling, snap, crackle, and popping, um, and then there's um, we play a video for about six minutes, which is fine. And then after that video, there's maybe another ten minutes of it, and then it's fine after that. So all in all, about like fourteen minutes of the episode. Uh, but there's some really good stuff coming up, so hopefully you can just like bear with it a little bit. And if it really drives you crazy, you can skip forward to about the 50 minute mark where it's, it starts stopping. So sorry about that, everyone. And um, you know, we'll try not to let it happen again. The just recurring thanks. theme of them is that the people who come back fight not to die. Do you think that there's people that have more near death experiences where they just go? Yeah, I'm ready. That's dying, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's not near-death, that's but death. do you think they had a potential <laughs> near-death experience where they chose the other way instead of... Yeah, so are you trying to say that... Do you think there are people that... Do you, do you reckon that everyone gets that choice when they die? Well, that's no, what I was thinking. I don't think you do. I think it's only under certain circumstances. Certain circumstances. Where it's like... Um, I don't know, she, she she had her husband there. Yeah. Bringing her back. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, okay, you're going to die. You're being pulled back by this dude. You've got a choice. Mm. You can go back. You can take that resuscitation. Or you can move on. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only time you get a choice. Because if you get shot in the head, you're not given that choice. No. You're just dead. Mm. But some... like when, It's why you always get a lot of it in hospitals. The doctors are trying to bring you back. You're being trying... Someone on the surface mm. of the world is trying to bring you back. That seems to be the recurring thing in all these, in a, well, most of these near-death experiences you hear. Mm. And it's like, are you going back with them? Are you letting them pull you back? Or are you just letting go of it? And that, in a non-spiritual way, that still makes sense. Because it's, it's your body. Your body's like, are you just going to let yourself give in mm. and deflate? Or are you going to fight mm. and go along with this? Like, really, like, force yourself to be pulled back by this? Would you... Would you give in, or would you want to come back? I don't think you can um, answer that until you're in the situation. Mm. Or would you be like, can I just poke my head around the door first? No, no, you're not allowed to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> um, is it, it's like he was saying, like Tiss was saying, um, you've experienced it, so why wouldn't you go with it? You've 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 jumped that hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bit dour for you, Tiss. That's normally something I would say. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm the one who two episodes ago was like, I embrace death, I want to die. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm the one being like, mate, don't die, come back. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've got a fear of death, though. No, well, we, we covered that, didn't we? Yeah, we, all, yeah. we all said that. Yeah. Well, let's, um, let's watch another video. Um, this one's about five minutes long. What's this one? This is... 10 amazing near-death experiences. Oh. What, in five minutes? In five minutes. Is this going to be as disappointing like a... as them top three Bigfoot sightings? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is, um, this is just amazing. like short snippets, just okay. you know, straight through. Hit me with it. Um, it's like someone narrating. Amazing near-death experiences. You can tell it's legit. Greek philosopher and mathematician Plato wrote about one of the earliest examples of a near-death experience. In the conclusion of Republic, Plato wrote of a soldier named Er who was killed in battle. Er's body sat for several days but did not decompose like the other fallen men. When his body was about to be burned on a funeral pyre, Er regained consciousness. He told amazed witnesses of an afterlife and reincarnation. He gave accounts of planets and worlds that no one had ever witnessed. Air's story remains one of the first recorded accounts of an amazing near-death experience. Melon Thomas Benedict In 1982, artist Melon Benedict died of terminal cancer. While he was traveling toward the light, Benedict decided he had questions and wanted to see things first. In an amazing near-death experience, he recalled flying through the solar system, leaving this galaxy and traveling to other worlds that had other life. His journey reportedly took him to far-off worlds and even past the Big Bang into the void of nothingness. Benedict awoke an hour and a half later after he had died. Later tests showed that his cancer had gone into what the doctors called spontaneous remission. Susanna O'Murray when she was 11 years old, Susanna O'Murray ran out into the road right after a speeding car was coming through. The car struck Susanna and sent her flying into the air. She later stated that while she was up in the air, everything went into slow motion. O'Murray could look down at the car below and noticed a crowd of people standing around watching. Within the group were her two grandmothers, both of whom had been long dead. The two were yelling at Susanna, telling her she couldn't join them yet. With that, everything sped right back up and she hit the hood of the car in the road, ending up relatively unharmed. Don Piper. In 1989, Don Piper was in the car that hit the transport truck head-on. Declared dead by paramedics, Piper was without a pulse for 90 minutes. While he was dead, he experienced music and smells which were very pleasing. He also met with his grandfather and several other long-deceased acquaintances in front of a very large gate. The whole experience was deemed rather pleasant. The meeting was cut short when Piper began to regain consciousness. His return to life surprised many, including the people who had stopped to pray near his body at the scene of the horrific accident. Amanda Cable In September 2003, Amanda Cable slipped into unconsciousness after her heart stopped in the hospital. Cable left her body and was eventually greeted by the figure of her daughter, Ruby. Wearing a school uniform with her hair up in bunches, Ruby urged her mom down a white tunnel to a gate. After passing through the gate, Ruby slammed the doors behind her mother. When Cable regained consciousness, she was greeted at her bedside by her husband. He had brought a picture of Ruby from the first day of school, which Amanda had missed because she was in the hospital. In the picture, Ruby was wearing a school uniform and had her hair up in bunches, a style she had never before worn. George Rodonea in 1976, George Rodonea was pronounced dead after being struck by a car. His body was taken to the morgue where it sat for three days. When doctors began to cut Rodonea's body to undertake an official autopsy, he regained consciousness to the shock of everyone. 
Rodinea's shocking recovery was matched by the stories he had while he was dead. During his experience, he relived parts of his life and met various people. With the ability to travel anywhere in time and space, Rodinea said he was able to meet historical figures and travel back in time to eras such as the Roman Empire. Dr. Mary Neal In 1999, Dr. Mary Neal was kayaking when her craft turned over. Pinned underwater, Neal was without air for up to 25 minutes before help arrived. In her unconscious state, she endured a near-death experience which told of the future. In this instance, however, it was a future she probably didn't want to know. While she was dead, Neil was informed that her nine-year-old son would die. No information concerning the specifics of his death were given. However, the prophecy came true ten years later when Neil's now 19-year-old son was killed in a car accident. Paul Ike When he was just three years old, Paul Ike fell through the ice of a pond. Pulled from the pond by rescuers, Paul was considered clinically dead because he had no pulse for three hours. After considerable work by doctors, Paul's heart started again and the little boy lived to tell an interesting story. Paul claimed he'd been floating around in the sky before arriving at a gate. He approached the gate and tried to enter but was turned away by a figure who said to be his late grandmother. As she turned him away from the entrance, her parting message was that Paul's parents were waiting for him. Anita Moriani In 2006, Anita Moriani's fight with terminal cancer seemed to be at an end when she slipped into a coma. As her organs shut down and her body swelled, Anita later reported that she was listening to conversations between doctors and her husband far away from her hospital room. She also saw a vision of her brother traveling on a plane to see her. Both events were later confirmed, but Anita could not have known about them at the time. Allegedly given the choice to live or die, Anita came back to full consciousness and underwent a miraculous recovery whereby her cancer regressed to the point that doctors could find no trace of it. Colton Burpo when three-year-old Colton was laying on the hospital surgery table with a burst appendix, doctors feared for the worst. Amazingly, two hours later, Colton was out of surgery with some amazing stories to tell. He told his parents that he had met a little girl who was his sister. In fact, Colton's mother had suffered a miscarriage while carrying what would have been a daughter, but they had never told their son about this. He also told them of a conversation he had with a man named Pop. Colton was later able to identify the man in family photos as his paternal grandfather who had died years earlier. I picked that one because there were quite a few different views. Yeah, definitely, there was, and there were ones bit. that I knew that would excite Tiss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of them, as I said, am I had to look over at Tiss just because I knew he'd be digging it. Yeah, man. If it starts twisting my melon, I know yeah. Tiss is enjoying it. There were some really interesting ones in amongst that, right? Yeah. Before we get into the interesting ones, I just thought the prophecy. That her son was going to die was pretty loose. It's like a prophecy saying that I'm going to die. I am going to die. Mm. Everyone's going to die. Yeah, it's like nine, ten years later he died. Mm. Oh, it came true. Well, he's going to die anyway. Oh, 50 years later he died of old age. Fucking the prophecy, man. It came true. <laughs> all right, all right. Chill out. <laughs> a prophecy of death is so fucking stupid. Wow. But then it's like he's gonna eat dinner T- tonight. You're gonna eat dinner, and he did. He ate dinner. Like, it's just so like oh. But then imagine it? if um, like, I I do agree with you. But I I imagine if she'd have been told exactly how he dies. If mm. if they said to this woman, mm. your son is gonna die in a car accident on this date, like she would never. Like imagine having that. That fear, like if, like if she, if they said, "Oh, your son is going to die at some point." Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Okay. My point is more. 
Whiteella. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I, I do agree with you. Right? And it's, yeah. yeah, the prophecy is just like born out of just human anxiety, isn't it? It's what about human, very human reaction, isn't it? What about the guy who said that he went through time and saw historical figures? Loved that. Loved it. Also, back to this prophecy. (laughs) (laughs) Since we actually found something so so she's she's dead and she's like, nothing to worry about. And then they're just like, well, your son's going to die. So why would she be worried? She'd be like, oh, well, cool. They didn't say what she thought. She might have thought that. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that was being narrated by another person. The history one is a big one for me. The one that's... where he was travelling oh, through time and space. fucking brilliant. That that's, was tits, wasn't that's it? That's real. <laughs> that really <laughs> happened. Because that's what it is. Time isn't linear. It's well, as just soon fucking... as you let go of this earthly realm, time is nothing. Time is free roam. Well, yeah. you. Everyone is the universe. I love... And as such, they can see anything. I love that Plato one. Yeah, that's cool, isn't it? That was nuts. The first yeah, one. Yeah, Plato. Plato is far out, man. Yeah. yeah. He was dead for three Astral days. Astral projection. Yeah. Not not Plato, but he, the guy he was talking about. The guy yeah, who no, 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 was dead one. for yeah. three days. Yeah. Fucking sweet. Yeah, was, And the fact that Romans were talking about astral projection is just like... Yeah, I love that. I didn't know that they were talking about I'm pretty that sure. I mean, I don't know. You have to ask Rachel. <laughs> but Galileo discovering the solar system... Was after the Romans, right? I think he was. I think he was after the Romans. We yeah. have the internet. I can't remember if he discovered. <laughs> we have the internet. I don't know when space was discovered, though. I'm pretty sure Galileo discovered that Earth wasn't the center of the universe. Well, so therefore, it could stand to reason that they would have known about planets. But um... to that depth, <clears throat> to that depth is crazy. I'm just trying to find. They, out. they were better than the top three Bigfoot sightings. Definitely. Yeah. They were great. That there was some, was some really interesting ones. Was great, yeah, yeah. I feel like I want to like go back and watch it again because I want to take more of it in. Because yeah, I felt yeah. like I was missing out on the current one. Because I, I should have been taking notes. I should have been taking notes. I thought that because I was like, oh, I'll remember that. And the next one was even more. I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot on the last one. Yeah. Well, we've got I've got the, the links here for you guys to watch them again. I'll Plato put I'll put great. that on the uh, blog as well. That link to that. But it was uh, I liked some really there was a range. Yeah, there were some really different mm. ideas. Some of them were, the, were similar. Yeah. Something that came up in there, which is something we hadn't talked about so far. Mm. People talk about the white light. They talk about being given a choice. They yeah. talk about seeing their body from above. The other thing that is the commonplace thing is their life flashes before their eyes. Yeah, we haven't yeah. talked about that. And then that person was like, he spent one. Of, there was a couple that were like a couple of days there, but one of them in the middle of there, he was dead for a couple of days. Mm. And during that time, he was just like reliving his life, like walking around in his childhood, walking through his life, watching significant events in his life. Yeah, like yeah. life flashing before his eyes but in like slow motion so he could really take it in and enjoy it and you know his two days are the best fucking days of your life to relive that to me it did when I watched it the first time this afternoon I couldn't help but think how interesting it is that well that that phrase your life flashing before your eyes obviously came from I don't know where that came from but it's, it's something that people mention like in films or, mm. or something like that. But I've n- I'd never heard someone share it in part, as part of their near-death experience. You know what I always think of when people say their life flashing before their eyes? Mm. I always think it's regrets. Yeah, They're looking yeah, back yeah, on do. their life and regretting things. they things. wish they'd done. Yeah, yeah, I wish I did that differently. I wish I never said that. I wish mm. I didn't do that. And it's like, 
these are my final moments and I'm looking back and I just wish I did some things differently. Yeah. And it's regret. And I, I think that's really sad that your last moment in this life would be full of regret. Well, it is, but I, I, I'd like to think that if it was me, it's like you saying, you know, I, I'd like to think I'd relive the best parts. Mm. Like the highlights of my life. Mm. So... It'd be like, like um, when you go through an X Factor and they show you best bits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any bad bits, though. Of what? Your life? Yeah. There must be bits... Nothing's bad. Didn't it's you nearly just... drown once? <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, nothing is actually bad. Your feelings make them bad. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. But what I mean, like... When you're surely... having a bad day, it's not the day that's... If you relive that day... Out of body, you wouldn't be like, oh, it's depressing. Cause yeah, but be it's like cho- what I'm talking about is choices that you wish you hadn't made or wish you had made. Uh, it's things you wish you did differently. Or are like you just that, in a though. state where you're just like, well, the decision I made was right at the time and that's the way I went? I it, don't even give any credence to those kind of things, though. I'm just but maybe like, you would in your final moments. Oh, fuck it would all come back to you. Yeah, but it's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have those thoughts because, you know, I often think that. I often think, what would. What would I be doing right now if mm. I'd never met you guys? Yeah, that's like, true. Like, what would I be doing? If, what What would my life look like if I'd never met my wife? Yeah, do you know what? Sometimes the things you look back on and think, oh, I wish I didn't do that, or I wish I did do that. Mm. You look back and wish you did it differently, but at the same time, you doing it the way you did led to things beyond that might not have happened. Because mm. sometimes I look back at school... Yeah, and I think of like my last few years at school, well, not sixth form, but like ten, eleven. I was like, I was a big, fat, loudmouth, dickhead, like so arrogant yeah. and obnoxious, and yeah. God, I would have hated myself if I met me. But <laughs> at the same time, when I acted like that is when I met most of my friends. Mm. I just mm. can't believe they ever became my friend when I was acting like that. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, that's before I met you. <laughs> oh right, okay. I just say I was like. What? Yeah, but then those events just shape your entire life, mm. and and yeah, I don't know. They they happened, and it. Well, I think the in same the history of the world, in this reality at least, nothing else can ever happen apart from what happens. Go on. Well, nothing. Everything that happens happened. Yeah. That's that. Like, there's no fucking. Oh, what if I had done this? But you didn't. Yeah. And you never will. And that's a, if and you, you never and you can. not doing that is a whole another plane of existence. Yeah, if yeah. If you're going with the parallel universe theory. Mm. Yeah. Another cool theory that I have is that every decision that you make, every crossroad where you come to little micro decisions, mm. even down to like the tiniest decision of me moving my arm and all that right now, which doesn't work on podcasts. But mm. so uh, every little action creates a tear in time where it creates an alternate universe where all these other things happen and they're all happening in sync with what mm. but we're not we're only experiencing this one this version yeah that's, that's that is basically the parallel, and because parallel it's, universe theory isn't it because we have like this illusion of constants in it we don't see all the tears happening there's infinite realities because we're, just, we're just smoothly things. moving through the one that we're moving through mm. but you don't even think about it though. but even thoughts if you think of something happening that happened because you created that. It's, mm. It happened. Mm. Just not in this reality. It happened in your brain. I love the parallel universe theory so mm. much. that I, I'm doing an episode all about it soon. This is on mm. my list. Going back to like thinking about the choices that you make. I was thinking about this when, when I was in my car accident a few a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And 
just thinking about because I I found out that the next day, the road I was travelling down was closed. So mm. if I'd have gone a day later, yeah. it wouldn't have happened. Sliding doors, mate. But then I also I remember thinking before I had the accident. I remember going round the corner and just the, just before I entered the corner, I thought I'm going to turn off and take the side road because it might be quieter this time of night. Mm. And it and and then I made that decision like split second decision right at the last minute. No, I stay on the main road. And it's just little things like that which you don't necessarily, you know. And I can think of bad things that have happened as a result of me making the choice, and good things. So good thing is that I've now got a better car, cheaper yeah. fuel, bad a high price on the insurance, you know, things like that. So it's um, it's really interesting. So you guys have got a decision to make. Yeah. The last video that you watched where they had the 10 amazing near-death experiences. Mm -hmm. I've got videos. I've got two videos showing two of those people's accounts. Right. Like them actually explaining in in an interview what happened to them. So shall I explain to you which ones I've got and then you and then can choose, choose the one, one that you want to that you want to watch. All right, go then. So the first one is um the guy who um Robert Karenina I don't remember that. Something like that. Um, he who was uh, the Russian scientist. Oh right, okay. that guy. He's right. in, he's in contention already. I'm almost certain you're going to pick that one, but I'll right. give you the second one anyway. And the other one that I found, and is one that I know about, and I've read his book, is oh that 19 minutes. Yeah, is the guy Don Piper who had I was really interested the 90 in minutes well. in heaven. I was going to put his book on the blog because I liked his story as well. Yeah, put it on the blog. But... Well, I'll tell you what, we'll do this one. Yeah, and then we'll see how we're doing for time, and maybe we'll do the other one. If not, I'm going to put it on the blog anyway. Okay, we're just going to get his story. So this is the guy who is the scientist, Maurice. As a psychiatrist, as a neuropathologist, for me, God never existed. I never believed in God. Uh, because my work, I worked on adenosine triphosphate, it's a neurotransmitter in our brain. And with the conjunction of uh, oxytocin, I discovered several things. And I was a scientist, and uh, KGB didn't want me to go. So that's why uh, they decided to kill me. That's how I got into another dimension of my life. I was standing on, uh, on the sidewalk, uh, ready to depart to uh, New York, uh, waiting for a cab, uh, when a car ran on the sidewalk and uh, hit me. I flew 10 meters and I fell and then ran. The car runs over me. Uh, my friends and relatives took me to hospital and uh, the hospital uh, staff, friends of mine, and uh, two other professors uh, constanted or declared me dead. They put me in more in a freezer, and uh, uh, three days later, they took me out on Monday. It was Friday night, and on Monday morning, they began my autopsy. And uh, these three days being out of my body, seeing everything what was happening around, seeing myself, my body, seeing my birth, uh, my parents, uh, my wife, uh, my child, my friends. Um, I saw their thoughts, I saw what they were thinking, how they 
how, how, how their thought moved from one to another dimension. It was an incredible experience. I was in darkness, in total darkness, and this darkness was pressing. This darkness existed not beyond, but existed within. What I want to say is that darkness was pressing, and I was in the middle of this sphere, and, uh, and I didn't understand why and how this darkness existed. Where was I? And uh, I understood I didn't have a body because I didn't feel it. But then I thought about light. I, I, I went through that little hole into light. Uh, but light was more powerful, more burning. I mean, you cannot compare it to anything. It, it, no word can explain it. And, and this light was so burning and, and, and uh, um, uh, going through flesh. But I didn't have a body. That was the most, uh, most interesting part. And I was scared of that light. I thought, where is that hole to darkness go to shade to save myself from this light? What is that light? I don't know. I mean, it can be called light of God. It can be called light of life. But light is light and darkness is darkness. And then, as a psychiatrist and scientist, I didn't uh, think about that. The only thing was that I was in light. We were not raised in God. You know, Soviet Union, we didn't go to church. We didn't have... There were people who went, but they were some kind of limited people. We thought, I mean, we thought they didn't know better that there is no God. But uh, during that three days being in morgue, in a freezer, changed all my life. To begin the autopsy, they, uh, they began to cut my chest, that that was the first incision. Then I opened eyes. So when I opened eyes and he saw the pupils were convulsing, uh, I'm becoming smaller, to say simply. Um, he, he saw that it was uh, reacting on, on light. It means it's life. And uh, they put me back uh, into hospital and began resuscitation. When I came to life back, a lot of different experiences happened. And I, I experienced a lot of rejection, a lot of uh, fight uh, with, uh, with the reality of others. But... Nothing could change my mind. I knew uh, my destination, I knew my way, and I decided to leave the country. Sometimes things are beyond our grasp, but I don't try to explain it all. That is so, so strange. Three days. He's talking about seeing his own birth. Yeah, and, and like his children and um, his wife and things like that. Yeah. Um, so that I was like the living through through life, living through his life. Um, I still think what he was saying was really interesting. Oh yeah, interesting how um, that experience like completely changed his perception on like life and mm. everything, basically. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. So he went from like growing up in the Soviet Union and just understanding that if you if you did go to church, if you believed in God. Your your knowledge was limited, mm. and then experiencing it in death, and like yeah, it sounds as if he was explaining that he experienced life in its fullness when he when he died. Yeah, yeah. But imagine that! Imagine waking up during so... your own autopsy. <laughs> I just don't see how you can. Well, I was to say how you can survive, but he was dead. It's how can you be dead for like three days and then just come back? Yeah, yeah, three days. When we were watching the video before... That's resurrection. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. That's not a near-death experience, no, that's... that is resurrection. Yeah. 
That's another one I'm going to come to in another episode. Oh, but, uh, hello. Oh. Giving everyone teases all the time, isn't he? But, um, I feel like all we ever do is talk about, yeah, I'm going to do an episode on this scene. It's like, when you do them every fortnight, it's like, the amount we've said is like another two years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get that Add into the months. list. Yeah. I, I I just want to keep going forever, though. I just want to, I want to talk about everything we think of. I'm like, I want to talk about that. I want to hear about that. Just feed me more. Because it's all so interesting to me. One thing I will touch on, just because we we do this every time we do a pod that looks at this. So we we did it when we looked at ghosts. Mm-hmm. Tiss, you did it when you looked at uh, psychedelic experience. We looked at the science behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not an awful lot out there on the science of it. Is it? Have you seen anything like I shot off earlier, where about the white lights just being like that synapses? That's pretty much in your what, brain. The thing is, this is um, because because there's no way of it being an exact science. You can't test it. No, no, exactly. So some scientists have said it is without a doubt. That's it. It is. It's just your brain hmm. um, because it's being starved of oxygen. It's playing out these fantasies. Yeah. And it's it's firing off on all cylinders. It's, it's memories. It's the chemicals. Flying forward. And yeah, exactly. Sorts, yeah, yeah. But then there are other scientists that have, um, and again, I I didn't, you know, as with most of our episodes, this was just like last minute um, prep for me. But what I discovered is that there, there's 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 more. There are more people that say you can't. You There's can't... no test conditions for this. Yeah. Unless someone's going to be like, right, can you just kill me and I'll let you know how it went. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no there's no way of defining it. So you can't... It has to be a theory. Yeah. It's, it's the same as, yeah, a m- much of science where it's just, it's theory, so... This is it... why I find it so interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, there, if there's... Well, it's every topic we just... We talk about where we, there's no answer. You don't know what it is. It's unexplainable. It, it, it makes me so fascinated because I'm like, what? Could it possibly be? And obviously, we've talked about life and death before. Mm. This is like an extension of the life and death one, mm. getting into like a meatier aspect of it. And um, life and near death. Life and near death. Yeah. yeah, it's just so strange to think about. It gets mm. my brain going all over the place, and all the different stories we've heard for this episode, you st- your brain just goes in different mm. directions. Like you could just talk and discuss forever. And still not have an answer, but you'd still want to keep digging into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, that's why science was born, wasn't it? Because mm. people... Looking for answers. People wanted to find answers. I mean, the the very early scientists wanted to find out how God did what he did. Because mm. it was widely believed that there was a God. There was, that was, people believed in, if it wasn't God, quote mm. unquote, it was God's plural, yeah, yeah. or it was different. So people wanted to work out how they did it. And so that's, you know, I think that's why science is so, like, it's got such a focal point in everyone's life. Because everyone, you, you, everyone, it doesn't matter who you are, everyone needs to have ans- questions answered. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. The other guy um, who wrote the book, what's the name of the book? Uh, it's called 90 Minutes in Heaven. 90 Minutes in Heaven. And... Um... Here's the guy who died for half an hour, and what did he say happened in that time? Um, I mean, what we we'll do half is half an hour, um, ninety minutes, obviously, yeah. <laughs> an hour and a half. Um, I mean, obviously, we we're short on time, so we won't have time to watch it now. Yeah, I'll but, put the video on the blog. But yeah, put it on the blog. What, but I'll, shall I give you a quick run through of what yeah, happened? Yeah, So he, um, the the accident he had was actually 
like ridiculously. It was fatal collision. Like he died as soon as he hit this truck. Mm-hmm. So he was driving. I think from the way he explains it and the way his book tells the story, his car went underneath the truck. I think it was like an eighteen wheeler, and he ended up going through. And he said that um, that the impact it was like a one hundred mile an hour impact because of the speed of both vehicles. So he died instantly. Um, and he said he explained. He said he didn't even feel pain. It just one minute he was there, and one minute he was in heaven. Mm. Um, it's really, it's a really interesting story. And when we put it on the blog, I really recommend for listeners to watch it because it's. Um, and there, there are there's loads of videos with all of these videos. There's longer videos. There's yeah, yeah. like hours of stuff out there. But the the one thing he was saying, um, he explains experiences with angels. Mm-hmm. Um, in the video we watched, he explains how. Like there were smells that he hadn't yeah, smelled before. Yeah, that's what I remembered. I liked. I, I remember his thing from the video now, and he said it was really like nice, pleasant. Yeah, pleasant yeah. smells and and yeah. feelings and music. Yeah. There's, and music. Yeah. yeah, that's it. There's there's really there were actually he is not he's not isolated. There's loads of stories, um, and just through going to different conferences over the years that I've been to, I've I've heard stories like his where people say. They they see colours mm. that they've never seen before, and they could never it's like explain you're to you. What saying the... about psychedelics, yeah, yeah, synesthesia, yeah, exactly. So they and and smells as well, like yeah, yeah, like like they said that it's almost like they can, like you said, like they could almost smell the colours and they could smell mm. the things around All your them. senses, like heightened to yeah. a point where you're mixing um, them over and stuff. Yeah, but he had, um, I think he had a similar thing where they. Um, I, I, I could be wrong. I think it, it was his wife. No, no, sorry. The car behind him was a pastor of a church, like down the road. So he got out his car and he went to the the, the scene of the crime, uh, crime, the um, the accident. And um, he said to the the police that he said, "I'm I'm a pastor. Can I pray for anyone?" And they said, "Well, actually, there's four other people and and they're fine. Like they they're okay. Uh, the guy in the red car's dead." So he said he felt like it it was his role to go and pray for this guy Don who was in the accident, uh, and that was when this guy realised he was in heaven. He then realised this guy was praying for him, and decided to go back. But um, yeah, so we'll put that on the blog. You guys should watch it as well. It's really it is interesting. Well, I'll watch it says. when I put it on the blog. Yeah, it's 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 um, it's quite amazing, and his book's good. Yeah, um, well, well, I'll put that video on the blog, and I'll put his book on the blog as well. Mm. Uh, was it called Ninety Minutes in Heaven? Yeah, Ninety Minutes. Ninety in Minutes Heaven, in yeah. Heaven. I'll put that on the blog, and if you want to visit the blog, I update it for every episode. I put all, any links or videos or pictures on there that we talk about, and that's uh, Weird Tales and the Unexplainable dot blogspot dot com. Um, and whatever ones I got to give out. If you want to send your own stories related to anything we talked about or mm. not, or your own ghost stories, or just to say hi. Anything, our email is unexplainableuk at mail.com. Awesome. Um, Tiss, have you got anything you want to add? No, I'm all good. I think our next episode is going to be uh, probably part one of the Fate series. Mm. Um, I won't give anything away about that, but we're going to be delving into Fate and many practices that delve into, you know telling what's going to happen in your future and stuff. I specifically didn't cover, because I was going to look at 
near misses and coincidences that people have experienced because mm-hmm. some of these videos took me on to people explaining near misses they had uh, like there's one woman who explained how she went for a cigarette break and then during her cigarette break that's when she saw one of the planes going to her office mm. her level in the twin towers um but i gave that up because i thought well, that's a fate thing that's not a mm. But um, anyway, yeah, we've got some exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, like the, like when Fate was originally going to be one episode, but then when we talked about the different aspects, I think it's going to be it's probably going to be a two-parter uh, to cover. There's like five main aspects of Fate we want to cover, so we'll probably do like an episode of three things mm-hmm. and another one of two. But um, we'll see how that comes together because we've got to go here and there and do different things to get them episodes together. So mm. they're sort of in the process. Um, and we've also still got our psychedelic phone-in um show which is in the process so again if you um have listened to the psychedelic experience episode we did a few episodes ago um and you've got your own psychedelic experiences or well yeah your own psychedelic experiences you've you've taken dmt or mushrooms or whatever and you've got some strange experiences to do with them and you want to talk to us on the show contact us about that as well because we've probably got uh, we've got a few people already who are interested in talking, but, you know, the more the merrier. Yeah. Getting mm. on it. Join the awesome. party. Yeah, the mushroom party. <laughs> you yeah. want to hear I'd it? I'd love an ayahuasca. Someone who's used mm. ayahuasca. Yeah, get so in contact. Definitely anything. get in contact. Awesome. Great. Anything else? No. All good. Oh, a no-go story of the week this time again. I'm sorry, I'm going to get back on it, but... All our shows at the moment are being very last minute and I haven't had time to get a ghost story of the week pre- prepared and I've got none recorded backed up at the moment because we've, we've blitzed through them. So I'll get some more ghost stories of the week for, um, we'll, we'll rejuvenate that feature again soon. Don't worry. Awesome. Well, until next time, have a nice day. Oh, <laughs> this has just turned into puns. It's just turning into puns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.